How can we be disciples in this modern world? Well, here is a way to begin. Let me describe to you this very simple way of renouncing our possessions and of leaving self behind and of following Jesus. To meditate, we lay aside our thoughts. By thoughts, I mean thoughts of the past, thoughts about the future, our fantasies, our imaginary conversations, our fears, our worries, our doubts, our anxieties. Basically, everything that is streaming through the mind continuously, and meditation doesn't just turn all that off, like you turn off a TV. You can't just stop all of that mental activity. But what we can do is to take our attention off all of that. We can learn, little by little, to take the attention off ourselves. Because as long as we're caught up in all of that thinking and planning and worrying and fantasizing, we will be focused on ourselves. We won't be leaving self behind. To let go of our thoughts is the first step of discipleship. We can't turn off our thoughts, but we can begin to take the attention off our thoughts. But we need something to help us to do that. And this is the practice, the little method, the little discipline that we have received from those early Christian disciples. What they advised us to do was to take a word, a single word, a sacred word, a prayer word, just one word that sums up everything. Remember Jesus said, don't go babbling on like the pagans who think the more they say, the more likely they are to be heard because your father knows what you need before you ask. Well, let's put that into practice. And we put it into practice by taking one word which sums it all up. We then begin to repeat this word silently in our mind and heart. And we keep repeating it gently, attentively, lovingly, and faithfully. And of course we get distracted many, many, many times. That doesn't matter. We're not perfect. We don't have to be perfect meditators because we're not perfect disciples yet. So we don't expect to be perfect meditators. That doesn't matter. You don't have to be perfect. The best meditators will say, I meditate. It's very, very important to me. I miss it so much if I don't do it. But I'm a very bad meditator. That's okay. What matters is not being successful. It's about being faithful. So choosing the word that we say is very important because we stay with the same word all the way through the meditation and from day to day. I'd recommend that meditate twice a day, morning and evening. It may take you a little time to get into that. But with practice, you'll find why meditating twice a day is such a gift, why it transforms your life. But you'll have to learn that from your own experience. But 
Meditating with others is a very good way of learning it. So choosing the word, you could take the name Jesus or the word Abba, two sacred prayer words of the early church. The word I would recommend is another very sacred word in the early church. It's, it's in Aramaic, the language that Jesus himself spoke. And it's the word Maranatha. It means come Lord. St. Paul ends the first letter to the Corinthians with it. And he, uses it, he keeps it in Aramaic, even though he was writing in Greek, of course, but he kept it in Aramaic because it must already have been a sacred word in that form. It was a sort of a visiting card among the early Christians. So, if we choose this word, and it's an ideal Christian word, you say it as four syllables, ma ra na tha ma ra na tha Sound the word, don't visualize it, and listen to the word as you repeat it gently and faithfully. Don't use any force as you say the word. Don't try and block out your thoughts. Let the thoughts flow, but keep returning faithfully to your word. Don't use too much effort, but be faithful to it. It's something you will learn through practice. It's a simple skill. It's an art of prayer. Prayer is an art. It's not a way of putting a coin in a machine and getting something out. It's not an obligation we have to do. It's an art that we come to love because it's in this art of prayer that we discover that we are loved. It may seem at first to you as if your minds are just all over the place and you're so distracted and it doesn't feel like prayer. And that's good. If you feel that and you're just beginning to meditate, that's exactly what you should be feeling. So don't worry. It is different. And if you look at the Christian mystical tradition, unfortunately we don't know enough about it, but if we know the Christian mystical tradition and you can learn to study it, then you will know that this is the teaching of all of the great teachers of prayer. Let's begin by paying attention to our posture. Meditation is not a mental prayer, it's the prayer of the heart. That means the prayer of the whole person. So your body is also involved in this. So just take a moment to loosen up your shoulders, move your neck around a little bit, so you're sort of loosening up, letting go of some of the tension. Maybe move your wrists around a little bit so that you feel again a bit more free and relaxed. Sit with your back straight so that you can stay alert, be awake. Your feet on the ground. Put your hands on your lap or on your knees. Relax your shoulders. Relax the muscles of your face, your forehead, <coughs> your jaw. And close your eyes lightly. And just be aware of your breathing for a few moments. Before you start to say your word, just be aware of your breathing. It's a way of coming into the present moment. And it's the first step in taking the attention off your thoughts. As you breathe in the gift of life, remembering that life is 
pure gift. We are called to share in the very life of God. Because it is a gift, we can never possess it. We have to renounce it. We have to become poor in spirit. And to help us to do that, we now take our word and we begin to repeat our word gently, faithfully, in mind and heart. And very humbly, we keep returning to it. The word again I would suggest is Maranatha. Ma-ra-na-tha. Ma-ra-na-tha. We can lead into the meditation now with this little prayer composed by Father John. Heavenly Father, open our hearts to the silent presence of the Spirit of your Son. Lead us into that mysterious silence where your love is revealed to all who call. Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. Maranatha. Let's uh, conclude the meditation with this prayer of St. Paul in the letter to the Ephesians. We'll hear how that uh, experience of discipleship takes us into the mystery of Christ within us and in all dimensions of our lives. With this in mind, I kneel in prayer to the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name, that out of the treasures of his glory he may grant you strength and power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that through faith Christ may dwell in your hearts in love. With deep roots and firm foundations, may you be strong to grasp with all God's people what is the height, the length, the depth, and the breadth of the love of Christ, and to know it though it is beyond knowledge. And so may you come to fullness of being, the fullness of God himself. One of the mysteries of this experience of Christian meditation is that meditation creates community. It strengthens and reveals our communion with each other as we live it day by day, in parishes, in families, in daily life. Meditation creates community. And the world today needs this experience of communion of unity. The world is so full of division, condemnation, fundamentalism, conflict. It's essential that we recover this experience of communion and of the human community that we share with all people. And perhaps it, it is a special calling of the Christian people to know that through their life of discipleship, 
and to bear witness to it and to work for that communion and community among people of, of all cultures and all traditions. That's why the Spirit is calling the church today to contemplation. Meditation obviously does not replace other forms of prayer, quite the reverse. It will enhance them, it will deepen them, it will enrich them for you. The reading of scripture, the celebration of the sacraments will all become more meaningful. But we also need to change as a church. We need to be disciples who have understood the indwelling Christ and to have felt personal transformation. There is this hunger for contemplation, but it needs to be nurtured, it needs to be taught, it needs to be shared with children and in parishes, in all sorts of places. One way in which we can discover that meditation creates community is by realizing that we need community in order to meditate, in order to help us to learn and to, to persevere in it. Like in any art, we have to, have to learn. So I'm going to ask uh, James now to say a few words about uh, the Christian meditation community here in Holy Family and in Singapore and, and the great uh, importance and value of meditating in, in weekly groups.